everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Katie and Kimberly doing a thing. Making people laugh and sometimes we sing. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we sing. Uh, so this episode aired on July 1st, 2019, season 27, episode 43, hosted by Yes Queen Andrea Canning. Looks amazing. Yeah, she does. So this is about Robert Tipton, whose full name is most likely Robert Baron Archibald Tipton IV. I'm so glad you said it so I didn't have to. I had that written down. Great minds. Not that exact thing. No, but I had this is definitely not the extent of his name. His name is much longer than what we're hearing on Dateline because he is in actual fact an an oil baron. Is he really? Come to find out. Yes. His family is oil money? She is oil money. The mommy. Yeah. Mommy Tipton, which I definitely, I tend to like. I was like, go mommy. Mommy's an heiress. Interesting. Not so happy about the oil part. No, not the kind of oil that you think. Because now all I can think about are the ducks that need to be cleaned with dawn, and I'm very sad. Wrong oil. Oh. It's like a sunflower oil. It's a different kind of oil. Yeah. Then really, oil heiress is just not the right term, I feel like. No, but I thought it was clever. Because I was like, she is an oil baron, but it's just a different kind of oil. And (laughs) rice. Rice, too. And I was like, oh. I love rice. Yeah, there you go. All right. Okay. So this takes place in Arkansas. Uh, The family is maybe not in Arkansas. (laughs) Where did I get that from? It might be in Arkansas. I know the family's from Memphis. So I think I just assumed it's Tennessee, but maybe it's not Tennessee. You could be right. Um, That's just really sad that we don't even know where the accent is. But nobody had accents. How are you going to... You're not going to know. High Point University. Let me just look. North Carolina. Where did I get Arkansas from? What did they say? They must have said Arkansas at some point. Because why else would I have gotten that? No. So that's where oil, corn oil money goes to North Carolina. <laughs> Arkansas just has corn. Not to disparage Arkansas. But that's totally disparaging Arkansas. Or corn. On the cob and in a can. And those hemp seed oil heiresses, they go to... Seattle. Um, yeah, there you go. Okay. You're welcome. I did it. Um, the, yes, yeah, so the family's wealthy. They have this beautiful hunting area that I don't love, but it's gorgeous. They're old money. Yeah. And Robert is in college at High Point University. Oh, I wrote it down in North Carolina. So I guarantee you part of the growing up part was in Arkansas. Okay. It has to have been. Well, I know that they live in Memphis. He grew up in Memphis and they are part of like Memphis society. Yeah, I could see that. I would like to be part of a society, but I can see why they won't allow me. You will have to shower. Because I'll have to shower? Yeah. You have to present. You have, what I mean is you have to- Oh, you're saying I'm gross. No, I'm saying- Okay, first of all, you say you're gross nine out of ten episodes. I just so showered. I'm saying know. that you will have to, like, get done up all day, all the days, every day. There is no, like, running out to the store in the stained shirt. That's all done if you're oh. in society. If you're in society. That's a lot of pressure. It's like, which Chanel tweed suit will I wear today? And how many scarves do I have? Uh, that's so, way too much pressure for me. It's a lot, and it's uncomfortable. I'm going to stri- stick to Twitter where... I don't have to leave my house. That's called a troll. Yeah. Yeah. That's my new job. <laughs> you get paid pretty well. The High Point University 
is uh high point the high point sounds fake right their motto should be west point can suck it we're going higher high point sounds like a camp high point sounds like a christian camp like i went to a camp called camp adrenaline (laughs) yeah i'll go for that a friend of rob's said that it was like paradise at high point there's pools free ice cream trucks (laughs) She doesn't really mention studying, but apparently it's like Disneyland there. And the Free funniest, ice cream trucks? Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Also, uh, the Dateline producer tweeted that one of the friends said they called it like Disneyland and said there was even a concierge service that would give you wake-up calls for your classes. Now, the comment section was amazing because a lot of people, somehow from High Point, how many people go to that school? I'm not sure, but they all found this tweet of Datelines and said, that is false. That is not true. We we do have an amazing concierge service that helps you out with things, but we have to set our own alarm clocks. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so, so sorry. We're infuriated. There is a concierge service and they will drive you around and help you with things. I'm not sure what else they'll do, like your dry cleaning. Maybe not, but they will you not pair, you give you. You leave like your yeah, sweatsuit you leave. out front of the door. They wash it, bring it back, fold it. Yes. You're like, I vomited all over my frat jersey. I'm going to just leave it outside for the concierge. And then, I, but mm. there's no wake up call, guys. Don't get it twisted. But it is definitely very, what I saw too, when I looked it up is they said there were like a bunch of outdoor hot tubs. So it's like a place just littered with hot tubs and I guess they're you think known. They hold classes in the hot tubs. Probably like professors hold like study sessions gross, in the hot tubs. Gross professors do, and then yeah. they have huge. I guess they're known for also having these like giant flat screens in the dorms. Wow! How much does it cost to go to High Point? We should have looked that up. I'm gonna write it down. And maybe you have to pay extra for the concierge service, but I hear they are make there tears. The mean- continental breakfast so it's worth oh it you i know if you are a high point student please let us know what it was like because i'm very very curious yeah me too i mean it just really sounds like it's it's possible this episode just gave us a really bad perception of it by presenting the students that it presented not the girls the girls seem very nice the girls seemed amazing like people we'd be friends with i'm gonna Absolutely. go into the real quick the aerial shots that they also keep doing of high point literally looks like a model it looks like it's miniaturized and fake (laughs) and that men are going to come in and stand over it and hopefully women stand (laughs) over it and say okay so here's where we're going to put hot tub a hot tub d through f are going to come here on the east wing of the quad it's picturesque to perfection it does it looks like exactly like a model and a fake train would run through (laughs) like it's a fake little town that's what I'm talking about. It yeah. looks like something that you I would stand over for hours and just stare at and then make little scenarios in my head and get little people and walk them around. Yeah. Okay, so a friend of Rob's, we meet two girls. Mm-hmm. They're our main interviews besides the sister and the mom, who we will get to. Oh, yeah. In his junior year, Rob pledged a frat Delta Sig, which was a rich boy frat. Oh, but they it makes say me it. think maybe not all of High Point is rich boys because there's a specific rich boy frat. So wouldn't like every frappy rich boy, if the whole campus was like that, maybe not. Rob was a rich boy. He's from Memphis. His mom and his sister look like they could be on Real Housewives of Memphis. 
his mom, Deborah uh, Euphigenia Tipton. That's what I've decided oh my. her middle name is. Her tagline on The Real Housewives of Memphis, I think, would be, My hair is full of secrets bigger than my pearls, but a lady never tells. <laughs> and then I think the sister, Amy Augusta Tipton, uh, her tagline would be, Where there's smoky eye, there's fire. <laughs> um, Rob, however, was extremely generous, even though he was a rich boy. His friends say he was the nicest guy. Delta Six parties were wild. The other friend of Rob's that was not the Disneyland girl, she fell off the DJ stand. Which I can't tell what Andrea thinks of that. I thought <laughs> the way she said it, look, that's a hard story to tell. <laughs> I don't th- the way that she said it was just like, look, I, they're crazy. I mean, I fell off the DJ stand. Yeah. It was the perfect yeah. way to tell it. I I still liked her. I was, oh, yeah, totally. you partied have- hard one night. You're funny. Yeah. Like, good for you. Like, I never embarrassed myself. I don't think you did. So it's March 2012. Rob had unfortunately been found passed away by his friend in not his dorm room, but an off-campus apartment. Right. Called, dun-dun-dun, The Crossing. That's why this episode is called The Crossing. I'm assuming this off-campus apartment is- I love is, you guys' dateline. I'm, I'm assuming it's across the street. The crossing of the street. Maybe there's like a little bridge or something. Over a pond with koi. It probably. Because it's so fancy. Because all of these things are beautifully fancy. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Cause the, Maybe there's like a bunch of crosswalks. Where is High Point, North Carolina? I don't know. I know, where, you don't I, care. I, all right, press no. on. I'll just where, find out for myself. I don't know why it matters. Because I want to see how close it is to Raleigh. So Rob is found passed away. His... Sister is devastated, although she still looks fabulous. His mom is devastated. She also still looks fabulous. I really like them both, I have to say. Yeah, me too. Even though they're extra fabulous. I do appreciate that they took a break from filming the reboot of Dallas to appear on Dateline. It's really something, isn't it? Their hair is, wow. I'm so jealous. It's done. That's where you go to a place and you get like a professional do. It's a hairdo. Yeah. They did that. Do. Do the do. Yeah, there we go. That's Mountain Dew. Oh, though. there was a lot of that Mountain, Dew Mountain Dew. Yeah, there was. In a lot of the B roll. Because they're in, in this... college and that's what, that's when you do the do. Uh you know the do is illegal in other countries. Really? That's how bad it is for you. Do you know people that love Mountain Dew like they love Dr. Pepper? I only know one. Yeah, I do. Greg, my work husband, but he finally quit it because he found out how bad it was for My him. sister. It's really? the only soda she drinks. Yeah, that's Mountain not surprising. Dew. Yeah. Uh, I, so, the oh, but the back to the ladies. The yes. gals. They're called gals. They're definitely so, not gals. Those are ladies. So I'm sorry. Those yeah. are ladies. They are, they should be on Designing Women or, mm-hmm. you know who they should be friends with is Mary Jo. Is that her name from Deadly Detour with Tex? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, was her name Mary? Marianne. Mary Jo? No. Okay. I think it was Joe. All right. Something Joe. But no, fully agree. Also, fun fact, mom was an interior decorator. Really? Yes, she was. Deborah was. Well, she's fabulous. Also, what's with what's up with the beautiful Deborah moms? We've got Deborah Newell, and now we've got Deborah mm-hmm. Tipton. They should yeah. be friends. And Deborah Newell is an interior designer. Mm, I thought she was a real estate person. No, she's like, she's uh, furnishings. Hmm. You look like Sarah Paulson right now. Why's that? I don't know. Your hair is in a certain way. And also Sarah Paulson was trending 
on Twitter because she's not going to be in American Horror Story the next season very much. Well, then no one's going to watch it. So that's great. Unless Kathy Bates is going to be in it fully. So are they bumping up Kathy no. Bates's role or bringing Jessica Lang back? Because if you don't have Sarah Paulson, no one's going to watch it for Emma Roberts. Sorry. <gasps> that's rude. No, Emma Roberts does a great job, but she does a great job because she's playing off people like Sarah Paulson. Yeah, but Sarah Paulson can't be in everything. There's only 24 hours in the day. Well, then I don't want to live. <laughs> I don't care. I don't want to be in a I world where Sarah Paulson on. doesn't have a standing role in American Horror Story 1984. What's 1984? That's, That's what it's called. Oh, is it? They're doing like a George. Oh, okay. Interesting. No, it's not. It's not about that at all. You're sure? I just I just realized how confusing that must be. Yeah. They're not. It's not about that at all. No, not at all. Um, it's like uh, Slasher, oh, Halloween. The original and, Halloween. And Friday the 13th where they're at summer camp in a cabin. Oh, that's fun. Stuff, I think it's stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is odd that they picked that year though. Maybe there is something going on with George Orwell. Anyways, Rob had been partying at an apartment, and his friend found him unresponsive in the morning. They find oxymorphine at morphone. the scene of the crime. Morphone. morphone. Which has to be a, a typo, what? right? Oxymorph. I don't know it. I don't know what but morphone is. it's not oxy, is. what we all what think of. It's not oxycontin. Yeah. Okay. So Rob had done some stuff with drugs he had had a couple issues with drugs in the past and he had been charged with marijuana the year before the cops and the college people sort of just assume it's an accidental overdose and they are done and everyone on campus is mourning rob they're not really buying that it's an accidental overdose it's hard to say the sister and the mom are not at all buying that it's an accidental overdose the mom gets a weird vibe from the school right away. The, especially this administrator who I really wish we could have met because I need to see her personality. Because the mom says that when she went to pick up Rob's stuff in his room in the dorms, the college administrator followed her into the room and like sat down on the bed and was watching her. Right, because she's going to take stuff. the huge flat screen. Like what? Yeah, yeah. like she's going to steal Because definitely... But, So I can't tell if that's suspicious or if maybe just this college administrator has total personal boundary issues. Maybe she's the lady at work. Then when you say, I'm just going to go to the bathroom and Susie's like, oh, I'll join you in there so we can keep chatting. Oh, man. And you're like, no, "Um, no, Susie. Go to the bathroom with someone else. Yeah. And she's like at the sinks still talking about her parakeet has constipation and and like bill said something to her at lunch the other day that made her mad and she's chatting and you're like Susie, leave could you do you think that was weird that she followed her into the room no i wasn't surprised at all i think the university is super shady and i think i think probably she has personal boundary stuff but i think absolutely it was expected that she would stay with her the entire time yeah don't let her out of your sight we don't want her wandering into any rooms and looking into any files this is what i yeah this is what i wanted to ask you so what do we find out about when the body is found like the police it's i if i remember correctly it's completely brushed through really really fast right yeah that i know i remember from twitter that dateline producer said that the cop arrived before the emts so who found him exactly marshall found him Yes. Sorry, Marshall, we haven't met Marshall yet. D-bag okay. number one okay. finds him. It was his apartment, I think. It is his apartment. But I'm wondering, like, 
I feel like at the beginning part of this episode when he actually dies, it's just like he he's dead. He's found dead, but he's we don't dead. get now much get more investigation information. Yeah. Okay, so sorry. Press on. I'm ready. No, I agree. Okay. Uh, so mom feels like she's not getting the full story. Right. Mom has a doctor friend because, of course, she does. Because I guarantee you they have a family doctor that comes to their house and oh, does yes. house calls. Oh, yes. No shame in that. I would, too, if I could afford it. Yeah. The doctor looks at the toxicology report. Oh, so I should go back. Okay, so the there is like a brief medical examination that says it was an accidental overdose. And that's when the police close the case and the college has said we defer to the cop to the police whatever but it's like fast so no, right no one's so investigating. it's like body is found this is all like first week toxicology's done they find oxy yes morphone sorry oxymorphine is like for cancer patients oxymorphine is not like a normal pain pill it's not like a percocet i don't know who had that or who had that prescribed but somebody is stealing like grandpa or grandma's medication and that makes me very yeah. angry so okay sorry keep going i was mad about Maybe that grandma and grand i don't think they're taking it from their grandma and grandpa who currently need it you think they're somehow getting a cancer medication prescribed to them no i did i say that you no, think they're buying they're- it on the street street meat correct or someone's taking it from a grandma or grandpa who unfortunately is no longer with us i don't think any of these d-bags would actually steal it from their grandma unless they were addicted to like heroin and needed to pay off a debt to like a loan shark who was gonna break their kneecaps this is heroin they would probably just give them the pill sorry oxy it's like the same as heroin but i'm saying like do you know what i'm saying yes i understand these are rich d-bags but they're not gonna steal from their grandma who actually needs the medication i would hope not I have to have the tiniest bit of faith all right, that they point. wouldn't be like, and grandma's like, my last pill. This is all I need to get me through the day. Oh, God. And I do not. her oh. grandson is stealing it. I don't think that's happening. Chesterfield Mogenbach, yeah, has right. come in and said, oh, granny, can I check your medicine cabinet, granny? <laughs> then he goes, rattle, rattle, rattle. I mean, I don't think it's like their last pill or there's drugs dealers prevalent in the frat community i don't know why i'm even talking about it i think it just surprised me that it was like such a heavy thing it was such a crazy like thing for them to have i was like what how why drugs get crazier and crazier because people like as the generations go on new drugs are crazier and crazier or they're like retro they go back to like the old like 70s yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like cocaine makes a comeback or like what was that thing in the 70s that was really big? Cocaine. Quaaludes. Barbiturates. So I don't, we act like we know, I don't know what I'm talking about. We don't about. know anything about this stuff, sorry. Our no. college years were not spent doing this. No. Um, Except when so Kimberly you, pledged that frat. Yeah. Sorority. That was a crazy week. You had a crazy time. That never happened. No, but we should have made it up. You should have kept going with me on that. <laughs> Kimberly pledges a sorority. And then they made me draw all over my skin, like my fat areas with markers. They don't really do that. They do that at like USC, right? They do it at a lot of schools, I think. People are cruel. All right, keep going. Yeah. This is a cruel world we live in. This episode is proving that. All right, go ahead. Okay. So this new doctor that the family hires says 
the toxicology report doesn't make any sense. The drugs in his system were way too low for it to have been an overdose. So the mom, Deborah, decides to take off her Hermes scarf and put on her P.I. hat. Hold on. You know what Hermes is? Let's go back. No. Do you know? No. You do. You said it. You know that Hermes just, scarf is a I thing. I hope it was right. I hope it was right. And you said it right. You didn't say Hermes. Hermes. Are you proud? You did good. So she decides to go full on Marsha Marshburn. Yes. And people thought she was crazy. But she she is doing some digging and finds out that the autopsy also, well, she sees the pictures of the body. The pictures of the body don't totally reflect what was on the autopsy. Right. It doesn't mention these crazy bruises that were right. all over his body, right. on his neck, almost like he was strangled. There's a really, really bad head wound. It's crazy. The police report had said the injuries were superficial. To which I say, me criticizing Chantel's booby tops on 90 Day Fiance is superficial. Why are you the criticizing those? I'm worried for her neck and back health. And I do not feel like she's wearing a supportive enough bra. That's my main concern. I think Chantel got a banging body from her mama. She like, does. She looks like a million bucks. But I guarantee you in four years, she's going to have back pain. I guarantee you that she can't spell the word especially without <laughs> looking it up. She's studying to be a nurse. Can you spell especially without looking it up? Yeah. Go. Especially. E-S-P-E-C-I-A-L-L-Y. Two L's at the end? Is that right? I don't know. I have to look it up. I don't know how to spell especially. Because I had to look it up <laughs> six times yesterday. What? And then I actually eventually gave up. I, I really yeah, hope you I were got right. it right. Yeah, you were right. I thought there were more S's. Necessary, I can't spell. So then I changed it to specially. <laughs> because in my head, I was like, well, specially. And I'm like, well, there's no it's extra right. S in specially. No. But also specially is not, that's not, you're not supposed to say that. No, but I that wrote it in your card. really dumb. That's why I said there were spelling errors. Okay. Right? So, but I'm saying we are very superficial. But that bruise on the bottom of Rob's tuchus was not superficial. That was a hardcore bruise. Like he was paddled. Right. I immediately thought he was paddled. So is he in Pledge Week? He's in Pledge Week when this is happening, right? Is he a freshman? It's hard to tell. No, he's a junior. He pledged his junior year. Okay. I don't believe it's Pledge Week because this all seemed to have happened over a longer period of time. Hmm. But I, he is a pledge in that he's like a newer member, I think. Or it's Pledge like season, like Pledge Month. Because this all happened, I feel like, did not happen over just one week. So he maybe did not pledge a fraternity for maybe his first two years and then pledged later as a junior? I said that twice already. Sorry, I didn't understand. Okay. He pledged as a junior. I think I said it at the beginning too, but I might not have. Sorry. Um, okay. I totally might not have. Why did he do that? I don't always get that either, but I kind of think that's... I don't know. I did not pledge. If I had, I probably would have tried to enjoy just being a freshman without the pledging thing. And then maybe if I was having trouble meeting friends, like pledged later, I don't know. I think it's way too much to do when you're just becoming a freshman and getting used to college. I think that's too much. So yeah. to me, it makes sense to do it later. But then I just don't, I guess 
by your junior year, you're sort of, you're in it. You're good. Like, well, he must have you're had studying. You have stuff. You have friends, you but know? He's got friends probably that wanted him to pledge. And then there's also like certain perks for some of these pledge, like these fraternities, right? Some right. of these fraternities are like, what what's the the quote for his fraternity is like better men better lives something yeah. like that it's something yeah. real intense and i'm like better That's, men better lives this is like he's setting himself up for the future to make connections and have That's all these things like the I, alumni connections yeah. i'm not thoroughly convinced his mother didn't suggest that he pledged because his mother was a sorority girl oh yeah i bet out. she did and i'm sure his sister that makes did sense. any mom would freak out if their son passed away i mean it's the worst thing that you can imagine and then when there's something else that's going on any mom would fight for justice but can you even imagine if she's the one who encouraged him to join the frat too no i cannot that has to be just the worst feelings of guilt ever. i'm hoping that's not the case that's a total conjecture so let's hope that's not exactly what happened okay okay so the original medical examiner sucked i that's an official term she had had, or she or he had, I think it's a she, had had her work. I think it was work. a she, unfortunately, yeah. I know. So this medical examiner stunk. She had had her work questioned before. Mm-hmm. She had said it was the accidental overdose. Right. Okay. So here's other things that the police did that wasn't great. Rob's cell phone was in the crime scene photos. It was right there, but they never seized it. So that's really bad. Mom Deborah hires her own pathologist and her own private investigator. They find out that Rob most likely died from blunt force trauma to the head, which is completely different than an accidental overdose. Yeah. And he those bruises really mean something. Something he was attacked. Something really right, bad happened. Right, something happened. One of Rob's friends, the girl who fell off the DJ stand, She's like the only friend that we get, right? We only get her. No, and the there's other another dude. friend with this great red lipstick. Um, yes, I liked her as yes, well. Yes, I like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's not so, in it as much as the DJ girl. No, yeah. DJ DJ Freeze distracted this Ugh. girl and she fell off the stand, Ugh. which could happen to anyone. Ugh. She just probably wanted to get away from DJ Freeze yeah. because he was being gross. Yeah. She had never seen the photos of the body or the bruising. And Andrea shows her the photos. And then, like, Andrea says that she had been asking about the photos and wanted to see them. But I'm not really sure if that was what was happening or if Dateline was trying to show them to her and get a reaction. I don't know. Or if she really was like, please show me the photos on camera so I can be horrified by these pictures of my dead friend. God almighty. Yeah. It was like a way sadder version of when Dennis Murphy screamed at that guy through the voice modulator. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like, yes. Yeah. Thanks, uh-uh. Dennis. The family's private investigator finds out that there was hazing at the frat, even though the school has a no hazing policy. Come on. Every school has a no hazing policy because of people dying. Of course. Doesn't stop the kids. They still do it, and the school still looks. And the school still looks the other way until a parent gets involved, or until yes. a lawsuit gets involved. Correct. Every time. Yes, Tyler is the only Delta Sig brother who will talk on camera out of the over thirty that Dateline asked to speak to. Wow, a good Tyler. A good, a rare, good Tyler. Interesting. It's very odd that. N- 
I mean, it's odd that none of them wanted to talk. It's very suspicious to me because bags of wieners love to be on camera. True. Look at any news report on TV. You will see a bag of wieners walking behind the reporter and making an obscene gesture because it's like yeah. a moth to a flame. <laughs> Can I be a D bag on camera? I see a camera. I She's want doing this a news report forever. on a fire that yeah. burned down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grab my crotch and yell out, "Go Dodgers!" But these guys are smart. They don't want to be. They don't want to be associated with this exactly. because the word around town is, "Oh, that lady's crazy, crazy rich lady, mm-hmm. crazy mom." Mm-hmm. Which also, it's very, very clear that every time Deborah speaks, Deborah is a smart lady. Not crazy. Not crazy in the slightest. No. Yeah. So good Tyler said, well, we'll get to that. I don't know. Tyler did something not great. But Tyler said that they were hazed. They were yelled at. They were um, they were paddled, which is what I immediately thought of when I saw the bruise on the butt. Yeah. It looked like paddling. So Tyler says that they were hazed and paddled. I say if you want to haze your frat brother, don't make him do your chores or force him to play beer pong. Just make him get a period because that's the worst punishment there could be. Amen to that. And speaking of periods, I just had my period and it felt like Megan Rapinoe is kicking in my abdomen and I wanted to die. There we go. The kicking in the stomach is totally understandable and heard around the world. It's the worst. Yes. That was the goal heard around the world. Yeah, it was. So let's talk Lola products, please. Yes. Most major tampon brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients like rayon and polyester, a.k.a. fabrics that mom Deborah does not allow to touch her skin. Absolutely not. Lola products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes, and it's founded by women for women, which means they are more supportive than Chantel's bras. There we go. And they do good in the community. For every purchase, they donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S., which is amazing. Yeah. I love that I can personally order exactly what I want each month, and my subscription box comes right to my door. I don't have to make any embarrassing trips to CVS at 3 a.m. for tampons and chocolate, and the cashier looks at you with such pity because they know what you're going through. Or they look at you just like, why does her face look like that? Why does her face look like that? That's exactly <laughs> why is she wearing those sweatpants because you don't understand the ultimate sadness sir move along all right so for 40 percent off to make your periods a little bit less sad 40 percent off on all subscriptions visit mylola.com and use code date dateline when you subscribe that's 40 percent off all subscriptions go to mylola.com and use code date dateline when you subscribe date dateline is us guys Woo. her name is lola she had her period. She had pimples and was bloated, but her mailman came a knocking with her Lola. He gave her tampons. She might still be cramping, but with Lola, she's, she's dancing. Yeah! With the Lola, get yours today. <laughs> it's perfect. So, excuse me, did you hear Ulysses was trying to sing along with Lola? No. She started. To, she goes, brow, brow at the end. She knows the pain. <laughs> she of does. Being at CVS at 3 a.m. She does. And I'm telling you, I, I'm not recommending that everyone get a cat, but I am saying this. Heat pads are good. Cats are better. When they mm. lie on your tummy 
and they purr. Mm. Yeah, I can't speak to that. I've never let a cat get that close to me. Now I have one you can borrow. Okay, go ahead. Tyler said that Rob was in trouble with the frat brothers. He had been telling secrets yeah. of the frat, and everyone was upset at him. Like, it was a very big deal. Yeah. Um, Kaisler Sose said you would have thought that he was giving away the nuclear codes. Yeah. What secrets was he telling, though? I think it was about the pledging process. Yeah, me too. Okay. And if I remember from Sorority Life on MTV, which I do remember, thank you very much, very well, because I watched that season like 12 I remember. times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what you got? In the last episode when the girls that totally did not even want to be in the sorority because it was a Jewish sorority and none of them were Jewish. Yes. But they just wanted to be on MTV. So oh they all pledged and never wanted to be in a sorority before until the show was filming. Anyways, so in the last episode... They were not allowed to film inside the pledging yes, actual yes, yes. final ceremony. I remember. They take that stuff super seriously. Also, I saw the movie with Joshua Jackson, Skulls. Yep. And there were some sec- secrets going on there. But so, remember, the, like, the big deal about all this stuff is that it's like the secrets are important because this is stuff that like those people later become Illuminati is the thing, mm-hmm, right? They later become mm-hmm. part of other secret societies. So they need to know that you can keep a secret and you take your punishment. These things are weird. The Greek system is very odd to me. I would like to hear some stories from people. There was that book that was like an expose and it was terrible. It was bad, like badly written or just... No, terrible stories. What book was that? Can't remember. It was like a reporter who interviewed a bunch of people secretly, secretly about sororities. And I don't remember if she actually infiltrated a system. She might have gone undercover to find really? out the dirt. Yeah, and there were some crazy stories. for the In a sorority, not a fraternity, in a sorority. Yeah. Hmm. Has anyone ever written about a fraternity? No, you'd be murdered. Yeah, you would. Hence this dateline. Okay, go ahead. I saw a TV movie with Mark Paul Gossler and Hilary Swank about a fraternity. Did I see that one? No, it was a sorority. That sounds startlingly familiar. It was amazing. Mark Paul had dark, short hair. I've seen this movie. Why do I know this? He looked so cute in that movie. What's he doing? Where is he at? Should we call him? Hey, Mark no, Paul. He's, he's doing great. He's always on shows on USA and stuff. Oh, he's so great. everyone was upset at Rob. Rob had sent a text message to all of the pledges saying, Dear bros, because that's how you start an important apology mm-hmm. text. And then it was very professional. Like, I know all of you are mad at me for one reason or another. And I would like to apologize, to, you know, to each of you in person, blah, blah, blah. But it was the dear bros. They, they got sh- me. Did they show the text? They did. Uh, and Andrea had to read the dear bros. And just those words don't sound right coming out of Andrea's mouth. It sounds like she's se- like speaking a foreign language. They had spoken. <laughs> he er- Rob had spoken to Tyler on the phone the night before he was found dead. And Tyler said that Rob didn't sound right. Like something was not right with him. Right. And... Tyler said he would come and pick up Rob later at the friend's apartment. Yeah, but... Instead, good Tyler, which I'm now putting in air quotes, 
went to bed. Not so good, Tyler. Is this Big Mike's Halloween party part two? It's not great. Remember that girl who, that trash bag friend who would not pick up her friend when she called begging her for a ride from this scary party. This is very different because this is Tyler just saying he's going to do something and not doing it because he's a college student and he took his little brother home or whatever, which also a brother I'm thinking is a fraternity brother yeah it wasn't like his little brother Joey. correct which i thought for the first time upon the second viewing i realized (laughs) oh it's his fraternity brother that's very confusing if you're not in that world and so that's true he took his little brother freshman brother home and then i don't did he fall asleep at that guy's house was he drunk tyler oh yeah i don't know i mean he Yeah, something like that. He fell asleep and forgot to pick him up or just decided to crash and fall asleep instead of picking him up. Right. Okay. Now, Tyler feels so guilty that he didn't pick up Rob and Andrea's not letting him off the hook at all, which is so funny to me because normally I feel like the hosts are very much like, it, you couldn't have known, you know. Not a, she's not letting anyone she's off the not, hook in this She doesn't one. let no. a single person. No. no one goes scot-free in this. No, no. she is, yeah, on She's it. giving him the withery ice stare. And then she goes, yeah, maybe he'd still be alive. Oh, my God. Andrea. <laughs> this is not the first Andrea's- point in this episode that I'm like, Andrea. No, Andrea yeah. gives zero Fs. She's no. like, I have 14 children. I'm and done. if you promise to pick up one of them You're and don't show, glamorous mama bear will cut a B right now. Yeah, she's not so having it. She's not having it. So since I, my throat's feeling a whole lot better, but it was feeling very sore uh, the past few days. So I had Katie to the second part of the recap. Sorry, it's coming. Did it, <laughs> drum roll, please. I'm I don't doing know how to do a drum roll sound. There we go. No, that's not right. Yeah. When you do it, it's right. When I don't do it, it's not Your right. voice is just too high. Do it in a low register. I can't do it. Oh, I don't know. What's going on with you? That sounds like a bird that's farting. Yeah, or a dying bird. Oh, God. All right. Either way, it's no good. Okay. So Take after, it away, Katie. After the commercial break, uh, I said, I wrote literally, now we get to the meat of it. Period. Did you say it out loud to yourself? It's getting juicy in here. But Let's I wrote do that this. down. Yeah, juicy. Hence, juicy steak. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. So the PI. Oh, can I just say, when I was helping my brother pick out furniture over the weekend, Three times I said, "Well, now we're cooking with fire." What's going on? I sound. I was. I turned into a mom. Were people just slow? Were was it just you and him? No. I every time like he made a decision and we really started getting going. I said, "Well, now we're cooking with fire," but I kept thinking that expression was, "Well, now we're cooking with gas." So I kept saying it both ways. It's but cooking it was, with gas. I didn't. I just said both. I'm just surprised so, why you were saying it. Because he was not making a decision at first, and then he would, and then I would be like, well, now we're, and I didn't say it ironically, I was, like, fully being a cheesy mom, and I was being like, well, now we're cooking with gas. Where was your mom? She wasn't there. He only trusts me. To pick furniture? Yeah, I'm, I have good taste. Oh. You may, maybe you didn't know. How about that? I do. 
Yeah. Okay, continue on. Who has... Okay, sorry. All right. Press the odds. Who? Oh, just kidding. Who has good taste? Who's it? Who's Her? That? Okay. <laughs> so, in this meaty section, the PI, the private investigator that Deborah Mom Tilden had hired, says that he believes that Robert was beaten over fraternity secrets and that led to his death. We had all figured that out. This is the first time that it's said out loud. <laughs> okay, got it. So... Dateline actually asked three of the other frat brothers who all said no brothers are ever physically punished. And Tyler, good Tyler, says that he thinks that someone mistake, mistake in quotes, led to his death. But the way that he's wording it is so super careful. He's like, I believe a crime was committed that night. He's watching his words so carefully. Like there's lawyers watching. He does not want... I think he was told exactly what to say. He says, I believe a crime was committed that night and it was never properly investigated. Mm -hmm. And that's like the extent of what he's willing to say. That's it. So the PI says... There are a lot of entitled people at the school, but the most entitled of the entitled people is an officer in this particular fraternity. This is when, like, I start to get rage yeah. ulcer. Yeah. I get a knot in my stomach. Like, when I go on Twitter too much, I have rage. Like, I could, this episode made me physically nauseous. Yeah, you might actually And have- it started in this point. You may have thought that was food poisoning, and it wasn't. It was rage. <laughs> it was... It was- Entitlement rage rage. at these people. It's really bad. So this is enter Michael Michael Quibane. So he is the son of the president of High Point University, and he just so happens to be in the fraternity and at school during the time that Robert was there. So Michael could basically get away with everything. Well, he was the pledge master. Oh, because he's an officer in the fraternity. So he's an officer and the pledge master. I don't think he's the head of it, but I think he's high up in the fraternity, which also is kind of surprising. I'm like, well, why isn't he the head? Why isn't he the president of the fraternity if his dad... He doesn't want to go have to go to all the meetings. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. He's so, too busy doing drugs and getting drunk. Oh, yeah. And so the parking f- illegally at Walmart. We'll yeah, that. uh, yeah, that's right now. So the DJ, so the, the, <laughs> the girl who fell off the DJ booth... Again, not her fault. No. DJ Freeze no, that's was just, coming on to her. No, that's just what we're referring to her as. Um, she was talking about how he is, he's kind of the worst person in the world. He basically <laughs> would have cigarettes with the security guards. So they were all like kind of in his pocket because he would like invite them back and be like, hey, let's have cigarettes. Which also, having a cigarette with a security guard is not a big deal, which makes me think that it's definitely not a cigarette. Oh. He would have joints with the security guards, but not cigarettes. Because that was a weird, it was a weird statement for her to make. And I'm like, oh, she's saying cigarettes, but she means. Maybe. Joints. So one day they took this trip to Walmart and she tells this story. They were taking a trip to Walmart and he just parked in some random spot. It was just a, someplace that's not really a parking spot. I think it's one of those places next to the, um, the shopping carts where there's like lines. Lines. Yes. Through that's it, what diagonal I thought. lines. I thought the exact same thing. And she's like, what are you doing? You can't park here, Michael, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I own this town. I do whatever I want. 
Which means you never get in that person's car again. You never get in his Porsche Cayenne or whatever he's got. Never again. <laughs> You're done. So come to find out. Why that, is she hanging out with this guy? I don't know. She seems so cool. I'm really she confused. She does. She seems very nice. Is she the sister of someone? And so she like is kind of like in the circle because she's related? Like what's right. happening? Why are you I can't you believe in she's this? willingly hanging out with this guy. So apparently one out of three of the frat brothers had been charged with drug or alcohol related charges. Oh, that's is a great nuts. sign. Oh, yeah. The father, the president. Where of are the, the parents? I don't know. Well, the one, Michael's dad was the president. So yeah, his name is, is Nito Quibane. And he is the sixth highest paid president in the country. Nito. Nito. There are a lot of presidents of universities in this country he makes like over two million a year i can't i want to vomit he was like an entrepreneur and so somehow he wormed his way into the university and they said he was more like a ceo than a president he's like people who like get a job that they're not really fit for but they're were in business before and so they say that they're going to be really good at these other jobs but really (laughs) they're not good at any it's of the jobs. It's almost like you're talking in code. I'm not. I'm just it's saying. It's almost like something is super corrupt. No, it's just weird that and this, this man obvious is. obvious laws. This man is the president of a university, but. Yeah. I cause Did someone else start a university that that scammed seniors out of their homes? I feel like it is, but I can't remember right now. So let's move on. So. Oh, interestingly enough. Yeah. So he did do good for the school in that he got a lot of high-profile people to give them money and stuff. Mm -hmm. So the money started pouring in. They start naming buildings after him. And it's like tuition goes up and people wanting to go there goes up. Because he's a PR guy. He doesn't know anything about schools, but he's a PR guy. It looks like a fake model school. So, yeah. Oh, also, the PR firm that they spend all this money on to get their school to be famous um, is run by his daughter. Oh, that's cute. Who um, said that? Michael's sister on Twitter. Yeah. No. Yeah. Does that rem- I just seem so it's familiar. Really okay, that's fine. Um, God, it's, it's so It strikes weird. a chord, but I can't figure it out. So yeah. anyways, now all eyes are on Michael. There is a tip line that's set up by Mama Tipton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mom, the tip <laughs> tip line. Um, she set this up. Tip. That sounds like a news column. Like Tipton's tips. I know because she's like trying to get. She. It's hard for her to get anywhere because everyone like the frat won't talk, right? Mm-mm. And so an anonymous caller calls in who was a security guard at the college, and he basically calls to rat out the frat. Mm-hmm. He says that they all lived above the rules, and that especially Michael. Yeah. All of them are terrible people. So, according to Dateline, the directive to the highest security officer, not the guy that called the tip line, but, like, the highest security officer at the university was to not conduct an investigation. And That's that, insane! Yeah, and that was from President Nito. He said, don't conduct an investigation, because basically, this took place off campus. So, they can control their own security if it's something off campus, but according to Dateline, they were also putting up roadblocks for the actual police department, who it's their job to investigate. Mm-hmm. So the the detective who's working the case, who's working Robert's case, is trying to get, very simple, the names of people that are in the fraternity. 
The school says, we're not going to give them to you without a a subpoena. subpoena. Right. It's unbelievable to me. They also said, the detective said that they'd been helpful in previous cases. Just this one, they're not going to do it. So my question is, why didn't they then do a subpoena? Well, I think they were helpful in a way that they were overstepping. Like, yes, that, that they wanted clear. it to go a certain way. Right. Then but they're now helpful. they're understepping. But this whatever one, they, the opposite of overstepping is. They want them to leave this alone. They don't mm-hmm. want to be involved at all. So Andrea asks the PI, she says, what's the difference between a cover up and not providing information? And I loved this because the, P- the PI put it perfectly. He said a cover up is when you know what happened. The not providing information is because you're not sure what happened, but you don't want to know the answer. Yeah. So you're just not going to give them anything, Mm -hmm. which is very interesting. We should point out that the town is basically run by the college. Yes. Like, all of the town's money comes from the college, and the college is run by this man who's the father. So the police department is part of the town, that is run by the college. Hence Michael pulling is, up to a Walmart and saying, I own this town. Yeah. Also, Michael at a Walmart in his Porsche. I don't understand. I don't know if he has a Porsche, but in his I feel Tesla. like we don't understand Walmart because here, like, Walmart is not as nice as, like, Target. But maybe in other places, Walmart is, like, the standard. No, Walmart is just in more places than Target. So my mom lives kind of out in the middle of nowhere. She doesn't have a CVS in her town or a Rite Aid, but she has a Walmart. That's weird. Okay. The police, remember, did not take the cell phone from the crime scene, but turns out Michael Quibain took it. <gasps> yeah. So Deborah Tipton eventually gets her hands on the cell phone. I'm not sure how she gets this. I don't know much about private investigation. I need to find out how. But she sends it to have its info basically extracted. Yeah. There are dozens of texts between Robert and his frat brothers that had been deleted. They can't tell who deleted the messages, but they can see that the phone has been connected to two computers that were owned by Michael, Michael Quibane, like two I mean, IP addresses. Right. That's enough. Like what is happening? Right. I know. I'm so frustrated. No, it's ridiculous. So some of the texts were recovered about, and I guess they're about pledging and drugs and some other stuff. But all of the text messages from Michael had been scrubbed. Now, I, what, like, scrub, scrubbed. So now what I, my question was at this point was, how do they know that there were ever any texts from Michael? And I had forgotten their phone records. So they have the phone company's log of, that he actually did was talking to Michael, but they're seeing that there's no texts in the phone mm-hmm. or in the backup. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. So they know they were deleted, which makes it so much worse. Mm-hmm. Okay. So another suspicious thing that happened, like right, I think it was the night of the funeral, the day of the funeral, there must have been some sort of re- reception at the Tipton house because right after the funeral, Deborah Tipton goes upstairs to Robert's room and finds Michael Michael Quibane in there with two other of the frat brothers, like chilling in Robert's bedroom, hands up, feet kicked out, feet on the bed, you know, right. like on his nice comforter. Not okay on his computer, and she comes in and says, "What are you doing?" And I love the way she said, 
was really into it. It's like Dolly. What are you doing? And they like slam the computer. And I'm sure they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I'm so sorry. Because you know they're smarmy and Mm -hmm. super polite. And she was not having it. She thought that was really weird. I wish that she really was on Dynasty. Because then she could have pulled one of them by the hair, thrown him down the spiral staircase, and got into a huge slap fight. I would like that. Because they were doing something super shady on Maybe there's a part of the story that we don't know. Maybe she did smack him and said, how dare you? How dare you, sir? Do you know who I am? I said, how dare you? I am a Tipton. And in this house, (laughs) we respect the dead as well as the living. Would that be good? I have to move. I have to move to the South. I'm ready. I'm ready to take my rightful place. Can you call society and let them know that I'm coming? Let them know that Catherine is on her way. I I am a Tipton of the Memphis Tiptons. (laughs) From corn, oil, and rice. My father's father worked in the fields. I love her so much. Can she just be on every episode? Yeah. Oh, Deborah? Yeah, I know. I would like he to take her He toiled in yeah. the rust fields. I was brought up in the dirt, in the mud. My friends were rocks. <laughs> we didn't have water, so I ate the rice uncooked. I had gallstones the size of hailstones. But I learned a lesson that day. I learned no man and no rice will take down a Tipton. And you, sir, are no man and no rice. (laughs) Smack. I honestly think that getting a talking to from Lady Tipton would be a worthy punishment for these D-bags. Like, we know they're not getting prison, but can they just be forced to sit in a room and have to hear her scold them and she's crying and she snatches off her pearl earrings and th- shoves them in their mouths yeah like slaps their grins off their face i just she is she needs her own detective show where she just talks to criminals oh yeah well this needs to I be a mini her. series God oh yeah bless her okay she's very jessica lang in american horror Story. yeah i think she is yeah i think i made her into that too but she really is and she's also just stunning but we'll we'll get oh i love okay. them so all right after all that deborah has decided she's gonna file a wrongful death lawsuit because she can't get the police to do diddly squat so right. she files a wrongful death lawsuit against marshall jefferson for beating her son. Sorry, Mar- I know, Marshall. Marshall Jefferson. Hamilton Jefferson. No, sorry. Jeff Hamilton was an immigrant. He would never have the middle name. Marshall Hamilton. Quincy Jefferson, <laughs> the sixth. So she files a lawsuit against him for beating her son, causing his death, and Michael Corbain for covering it up. She also sues High Point University and the, the head office of Delta Sigma Phi. Mm-hmm. Like the. The head, the, yep, the, the national organization, yep. yeah, as a whole. Okay, Andrea then says probably what everyone's thinking, but no one's ever going to say. She says, "So why did you file the lawsuit? Because you clearly don't need the money." <laughs> she gives no f's. And I was expecting Lady Tipton to pull out a hanky and say, "Well, I never." 
We don't discuss money, Ms. Canning. It's gauche. Yeah. I was ready for that. And instead, no, it's she's doing it for justice and all that, which of course is the reason she's doing it, which is why it's unbelievable that Andrea asked that question. I was new like, year, oh my. New baby, new Andrea. I gasped. I gasped. <laughs> I was like, oh, we don't had, say that, Did Andrea. you have the vapors? I did. I put my hand to my heart and said, Andrea. <laughs> All right, we know she's got money. I see the gold frames. I know. Andrea we'll just get starts with the Beagle. sass, and oh, then no. it just keeps rolling. It gets oh, bigger and bigger. Oh, boy. Okay, so now we're going to get into the second meat part. I don't know what part is that. The hoof. It's a double patty. Yeah, the double patty. The second patty, <laughs> which is we get the interviews. We get oh, the, this is my the interrogatories or whatever they are. The depositions, not interrogatories. They were derogatory. I was so offended. <laughs> Dear very personalities. It's interrogatory, not the derogatory. <laughs> Everything about them, I want to punch them in the neck. Yeah, the both of them are real bad and are giving High Point a terrible name. And honestly, they're being very polite. It's just they're no, very they're giving being... all white dudes a terrible name. Oh yeah. Well, it's just they're their being is not good. Okay. These so first... guys are proud alums of douchebag you. Where yeah. they majored in Scott Disick smarminess mm-hmm. and wrote thesis papers about why it's okay for country clubs to be segregated. That's who these guys are. Why American Psycho is a common, the normal reaction to an American businessman's life. When finding out that someone has a better business card on a better shade of egg white oh than you God. do. Barf. Okay. So Marshall, what is it? Marshall Quincy Jefferson, Marshall Jackson Mm -hmm. Jefferson, Marshall Washington Jefferson says they were best friends, which I don't believe for 45 seconds, because I think the daughter, the mother and the friends would have all said that Marshall was his best friend. There are pictures of them broing it out. They're bros, but I don't think they're best friends. I think that guy's best friend was the girl that we met that cried in the library when she found out he was dead. I think his best friend was a woman. So yeah. Says they were best friends. He came over that night. They had a bottle of wine and split an oxy. As you do. Sure. I wrote more like two pills each and a bottle of vodka. But we'll talk more about that later. That, yeah, the, I was concerned about the wine, too. I don't know any frat guys that drink wine, but this is the, like the rich guy frat, so maybe mm. they do drink wine. I feel like it was probably scotch, and I feel like if it was wine, it's all they had left. Gotcha. Like after a party, maybe they had a couple of bottles of wine that somebody's weird dad brought over. Okay. Well, they hadn't rohypnolled all the girls, so they had some leftover wine. Sure. And then they had grandma's cancer medicine, which makes me really yeah. angry. So he says that no one, including him, struck Robert. Robert didn't have any bruises when he saw him. No one hit him. Marshall goes on to say that... He may have left out some details or may have more details now than when he originally talked to the police because at that time he forgot. So okay. he says, he's he's being genuine at this point. He says, he says, when you hold your dead best friend in your arms, you know, it puts you in a different kind of mindset. And then he taunts the lawyer. He's, That's good. He starts That's looking at him and he says, he's like, he like doesn't smile, but he smirks a little bit and says, you probably have never done that before, have you? Okay. Take a seat. Oh my god, take several Marshall. seats. Marshall. Several seats. Go to the back of the room and take a seat and face the wall. 
because that is you deserve to get Blair Witch killed because that is the worst thing I didn't feel I've like ever heard. It is. I've never seen someone so douchey. Like it's so douchey, it came out of my it's television. So entitled, it made me like honestly. Right now, it makes my upper lips wet. Like it I, makes my skin me, is like, crawling. It's so upsetting, and the attorney is pissed. Uh huh. He says, "No, but then again." I've never used illegal drugs before, and I'm not here to answer your questions. And starts going, and Marshall just stands up from the table and it's like, well, well. No, you hear his lawyer go like, you hear a lawyer off camera go like, that's it. That's That's enough. That's enough. But Marshall is getting up. So when the lawyer is saying that, Marshall has already, like, pushed himself Mm -hmm. up. With his, like, watch, fancy watch showing, right? Doesn't it... And he rips off the mic like he's practiced it in the mirror. But I didn't even think he was being genuine when he said that part about when you've held your best friends in your best friend's body in your arms. It's not genuine. That's the problem is that's the thing that he was going to use as his ace card. And, you know, he told his buddies that, too. He's like, oh, I'm just going to say, you know, about about holding Robert or like, you know, holding a dead body. You know that that's what he practiced because he thought he was going to pull that card out and say that line and the attorney was going to be like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, Mr. Jefferson. I know how difficult this up? has been yeah, for no, you. I, uh-uh, <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm so mad. Do you it was... need to take a minute? I apologize for asking you these hard-hitting questions. Right. I'm sorry for asking you for the truth about what actually happened to your quote-unquote yeah. best friend but he push he got cocky and he pushes it too far with that you've never done that before have you you can't ask are you you are just so just a but okay this I'm, is a cop who's probably seen things you cannot imagine you punk kid in college rich i just i want to use every expletive. i want to use every expletive too so i'm gonna be and quiet he, it's, he's yeah. pandering like like he's acting like there was a jury there but it's just filmed in like a room and, and he would thing- probably look at the jury and be like he doesn't understand how difficult it was for me oh, i was in shock okay i'm sure you were Okay, so here's the yeah, go numb that out with some of your grandma's medicine. So here's the here's the problem <laughs> also so that I have. It was the I'm not. I'm not. I just don't know how people <laughs> get that drug. I don't understand how people get their hands on it. I, I'm not in that world. Here, I, it's the problem is Marshall up until this point did not. I didn't have a huge problem with him because we hadn't seen a lot of him, and you sort of think that Michael is the super douche, right? Because right. of the Walmart story and everything else. Then right. Marshall does this, and I'm like. Oh, you're all horrible people. And it makes a stereotype, right? I'm like, oh, all Delta Sigma Phi mm-hmm. can go suck a rock. This is awful. <laughs> this is terrible behavior. It's like a king rat situation. It is. With the there's, tails. Yeah. Yeah. You think there's one, but each one is. Instead, it's just like a million little rats all yeah. with their tails connected. Okay. So then let's go, let's move on. It's Michael's turn. Michael's turn in the hot seat. Michael has this eyebrow greasy, expletive, slicked side part. Like, it's slicked down this matted, like, thick and black hair. And it is not hair. making him more attractive. It's like, no, but it doesn't, ma- that's the thing that bothers me. He doesn't care. He has money. So mm-hmm. to him, money is attractive, right? Mm-hmm. Because he can get, he can buy mm-hmm. whatever he wants. Great. Yep. Good. It doesn't matter that he's ugly. And on the inside. 
So that makes him ugly as if on the outside. He said that he was nowhere near it. He was nowhere near any of this. He didn't even go over to that apartment that night because he was hosting a radio show on campus, which bugged the. That's why he doesn't want to be president, so he can. So he can do his radio, radio show. show because I'm a shock DJ. Oh, <laughs> let's talk about cells. Delta Sigma Phi. My Phi brother's in the house tonight. Okay, let's talk about Rihanna. Rihanna versus Beyonce. <laughs> oh my god. So you his dad basically made the radio station give him his own show, right? Right. Called Mikey's... Mikey's Midnight Minute? Hour? Midnight with Mikey. Barf. Okay. So he said he never texted Robert that night. But unfortunately... Michael the phone records show that he absolutely texted him so his little deleting thing he's not that smart unfortunately he's a college graduate at this point still not that smart so the attorney says do you have any explanation for lying and he's super smarmy and says I'm sorry I don't remember my text message conversations from two years ago with like this weird purse slip that like Everybody I wants need to smack him. Mama Deborah to come in and smack the smarm. I want her to come in right and off. Fling open the door and say, "I have something to say." <laughs> what my attorney may or may not have pointed out to you, sir. You are a liar. And liars, liars. deceit wraps the heart in a <laughs> thick mucus. <laughs> Mucus. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, let's move along from Deborah and her speeches, which didn't happen, but should have, and maybe, maybe did, but we didn't get to hear about it. So he says it's he like the only thing that makes this pleasurable for me, and not want to really rip my skin off after seeing these guys. I think that she's, and if she hasn't, she will. She will have her time in court, and I want to see the entire forty-five minute statement to the <laughs> to the judge. Yeah, Your Honor. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. My name is Deborah Tipton. Yeah, I want it to be. I want it to be 15 minutes of her history of her life and her upbringing. And right. then a history of her and her son for the next 15 minutes. And then 15 minutes of why everything is corrupt. Yeah. And this city will burn. Like, I want all of it. This college is over. Okay, so anyway. As God is my witness. If she doesn't say, as God is my witness. At least twice. I want it twice. I want two times, God is my witness. I want a full Scarlett O'Hara. Yes. Yeah. All right. So... And I want her in white. I want her in white from top to toe. Beautiful. Full white. White yes. scarf. White blouse with a starched collar. And then rings. Double ring. Okay, anyways. All right. So <laughs> I'll style her for the event. Let me give me a call, Deborah. I got you. We love you, Deborah. Okay. So he says he doesn't remember his text messages, but what he does remember and admits to is deleting messages from his computer. So he admits to that which is weird to me. He says he was trying to save the family from heartache. Yes. <laughs> right. Because of, you know, all his drug use, all of Robert's drug use, and yeah. that, that he may have deleted some text between the pledge class. I can't, I'll say I could see frat brothers sneaking upstairs during a service. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? A memorial. The, at the house. 
oh, like yeah, sneaking yeah, yeah. upstairs to hide or remove like porn things they didn't want the mom to see out of the goodness of their heart. But that's not what this is. I could see other guys doing that. I could not see these particular guys no, doing correct. that. Correct. Correct. Okay. They'd be laughing. Like she's no. going to have to find her his porn. And that's the all we get from Michael, by the way. He's an he awful so person. Greasy. And it, I'm sure he makes six figures a year right now. And he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. He should be in prison. Honestly, it's very frustrating. A thousand percent. Now that's all we get of those two guys. That's it. Now we move in to the other, the last portion where it's the private investigator. I believe it's either the private investigator or the attorney. I'm not sure. The who attorney this, is that who this interviews with? Okay, says. Oh the, wait, I'm sorry. I don't know which interview you're talking about. Um, it's the guy. It's the brunette. I just don't remember. Yeah, which that's one the he is. um, that's the attorney. The attorney. The PI was bald. Sorry. So the attorney says that their outside experts prove that there is absolutely not enough drugs or alcohol in his system to support an overdose. The medical expert who was called in by Delta Sigma Phi to verify the toxicology, she says that too. She Mm. sides with the family. She's not even hired by the family. So now you have two medical professionals Mm. saying that, that it was not enough for an overdose. She says that it's the head injury that's important. Of course it is, because there's like subtomal, uh, sub, there's hemorrhaging right. under the scalp, mm-hmm. which means he was hit by something. He was bludgeoned. But the local prosecutor at the time was asked to reopen the case, but he thinks that the bruises weren't that important. He thinks that the school inserted themselves in lots of cases, but the fact that they didn't really insert themselves in this one is not that big of a deal. He seems very uneasy that Andrea is suggesting that they they meddled with the police department. And yeah, because his salary and pension are paid for by the city, right. which is owned by the, the town, basically. Who makes all their money. Right. Yeah. So now we have the interview with the former police chief, and this is just great. This is Andrea at her finest. Shining. He's, oh, yes. Glorious unicorn. He says that he was never asked to shut down the investigation. And he thinks also that it's totally okay that the d- other detective was never given the names of all the boys in the frat. They apparently just should have gotten a subpoena, and he doesn't really know much about that. He really doesn't know much about anything. He's no. very, like, he's very vague and not even good vague. He's just... Yeah, no, even if they could have gotten a subpoena, but they didn't even try for one Mm -mm. to find out the names of the frat people. They just did not do anything. No, they did nothing. They sat on their butts. He doesn't know why that's a problem, though. Right, no, he's he's wonderful. So they only ever talked to, in this whole investigation, they talked to Marshall, because it's his apartment, Marshall's roommate, again, because it's their apartment, and one other frat brother who was on the scene. No one else. That is the only people that they talk to. So Andrea brings up the bruises and the police chief says, yeah, I would have loved to have been able to talk to someone to find out more about those those bruises for sure. But I don't I don't know how we could have done that. And at this point, Andrea just lets him have it. She says, well, um, detective work. Good old-fashioned detective work. Who he was with. Where did he go? I mean, it is it is the most glorious moment. She's literally just being super facetious. She and doesn't like, care. Oh, she's no. She's so over it. She's like, 
do your job. Do the baseline of detective work. And this guy, this guy is, is trying. He's like, well, you know, I mean, people are coming forward now with stories, but back then, back then they didn't really say much. So like basically just shrug. What are you going to do about it? I mean, he's, he's really, And she's like, they're saying, not saying much. Because you didn't interview them. Because you didn't actually talk to anyone. That's why they're not saying much. Right. And so he then goes on to say about the bruising, well, I mean, everybody has marks on their body. (laughs) And you see Andrea hold up the autopsy report. And she repeats him. And she's like, everybody has marks on their body? And he goes, well, you know, I have a bruise on my knee right now. I mean, I got a scab on it. Like, these are words that are coming out of his mouth. Andrea starts laughing. Laughs right in his face. right in his face. She's like, I'm sorry, but that's not ordinary marks. If I saw this on my child, I would be mortified. Yeah. And, like, literally, he has... He has no. He has nothing to say. She's. I like, wish he had been like, "Show me the mark on your leg." Yeah, let's can compare I say, it. Let's see your scab. Yeah, let's see your scab. Let me show you the mark on his buttocks. Let's look at the gash on his head. Yeah. So now she hits him with the oxy levels, and that they're too low. And he says, as a chief, he has to go with who performed the original autopsy as the former chief of police. Even though that person has had their rulings like overturned because they're so bad at their job. That's exactly what I was going to say. Even though that person is probably being looked at for being paid off. Yeah. By the university. Right. And even though they are two separate labs, he's like, well, I I need to go with the original. Even though two separate independent labs. Pathologists. Like the ones the family hired and the ones the the family and the fraternity have both said too low he's like no we're gonna go with the original we have to because that's the rule you never get a second opinion in no police work i didn't know if you know that andrea you never get a second opinion so he comes out looking really bad and dateline did not help andrea basically lit him on fire and then made s'mores over it and ate them and fed them to the baby in her belly she did because she drank his tears and it made her glow like a unicorn. He's what a classic piece of work is what yeah. you would call that guy. Piece of not work. Piece of do no work. So he went home with his tail anything. between his legs. But I guarantee you he tried to stop this. He called Dateline or called Andrea and was like, I bet you bunny. Oh, like don't air this, you mean? Yes. So Dateline couldn't actually talk to Nigo. Nido. Nido quibbing. Nido. Yeah, they couldn't talk to Nemo. Nido, I'm totally corrupt. Yeah, he, of course, (laughs) declined to comment. Uh, The university gave a great statement. Basically, of course, that there was no cover-up. They cooperated fully. And there wasn't really much they could do because it happened off campus. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about it. Not our problem. Wow. Um, So the wrongful death lawsuit is working its way through the court. You, the, unfortunately, the university and Delta Sigma Phi were both dismissed. Because Delta Sigma Phi nationally, right? Yes. Is the, it is the local chapter still in it? I don't know if the local chapter was ever in it. I don't think she can sue one chapter. She went after the head. She went after the organization. 
I can try to find out. That doesn't seem fair. They both said they had no legal duty to Robert. And I'm like, well, how about a moral duty to Robert? But was she, did she in that law wrongful death thing, is she suing Marshall Thurgood and Michael? That is my la- my, my next sentence. Oh, okay. I don't, I didn't know. <laughs> it's okay. Michael and Marshall are still ongoing. Ooh. Her wrongful death suit is to university, to the organization of the frat, to Michael and to Marshall. Marshall for beating him, possibly causing his death. Michael for covering it up. That was that. And then... So they're sure that Marshall was the one who actually did the beating? That's what her... What about those other... Weren't there other two guys there? Like a roommate and another guy? That is... This is who they're going after. So gotcha. they, they know something. They knowest of something we don't. Ooh. So Deborah vows that she's just going to keep fighting. And that she knows that Robert would have kept fighting if it was her or his sister. She's going to look amazing while she continues fighting. Yeah, she is. And she puts this beautiful flower on his gorgeous grave. Therest ends the episode. I don't know how you got through that because I could barely watch the second half. I don't know how you even recapped it. I hate these people with the passion of a thousand sons. It's pretty rough. So now I say we find out what really happened with some outside information that I have done. Oh boy. Okay, so outside information... First of all, I need to apologize because I'm looking at my notes and I see that it is definitely not corn oil that Deborah Tipton is the heiress to. It's cottonseed oil. Well, that goes like half of our jokes now. Don't make sense. So it's like a cotton commercial. Yeah. Cotton is the fabric of our lives. Okay. I also, I'm looking at my notes and I see that she was a debutante from Arkansas, henceforth where you got Arkansas from. You were very convinced. Oh. You were correct. She's She grew up in Pine Bluffs or something like that. Arkansas was her, mm-hmm. yeah, her debutante days were there. <laughs> okay. So, little bits that I have. Nito Quibane was actually also a member of the Delta Sig fraternity. Mm, so not surprised. Daddy was also from the frat. Yeah, no mm. one's surprised. It breeds douchebags from a very young age. Yeah, apparently so. For many um, generations. Oh, wow. In every generation, a douchebag is born. And he joins Delta Sig. Exactly. Okay. I'm not sure if that's true. If we you don't. watch Buffy, you would have liked that joke. When I have the time to devote. Okay. I will. And that'll be a thing. Okay. All of this information is from Greensboro.com, and it's a big article that they did about Deborah Tipton and her search for justice. Mm-hmm. First things first. I'm going to run through the party that happened the night before his death and the night of his death. Deborah sort of sketches it out in this article, and I'm going to sort of go through the facts that Dateline didn't hit. So the night before Robert died, there was a huge party thrown by Delta Sig. We talked about it. He spent $1,000 buying a fog machine and glow sticks. What? Of his own money. Yeah, not for I mean, that one money. friend said he was generous, but... A fog machine and glow... How much do glow sticks cost? 99 cents if you're shopping at the 99 cent only store. Yeah, but they don't go there. They probably don't. You're right. Although they did shop at Walmart. They did. A fog machine... 90... 
Okay, wow. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay, then we have... There was That's a pe- even ruder to kill him then. He yeah. just spent all that money for your party and then you're going to kill him. So if you spent 500 on glow sticks, I feel like those glow sticks would be gone though. People would just take them by the fistfuls, right? Just a oh, giant. Oh yeah, you're not like, like reusing them. No, it's a giant trash ba- trash can full of and so much waste stuff. and um, yeah. our oceans already have enough plastic in them. Correct. Okay. I'm anti-glow stick right now. Okay, I'll call the 99 cents. Do you want to call them? No, you should go. You have a better relationship with them. Yeah, I do. That's true. Have you ever been to a 99 cent only store? Yes. But like how often do you go? Like once every year. Okay. It's not a weekly thing like me. No. So like I know when new things come in and things change. I know when the stock has changed over. Okay. No. But that could be why I have credit card debt. I should go weekly. That's going to be my new place. If you want me to take you. Do they sell frappuccinos there? Sometimes they have the Starbucks frappuc- frappuccino the little drinks bottles? in the can. Yeah, in the bottles. But in sometimes the cans but those or are the bottles. Those are sometimes very different. Bottles, glass bottles. Oh, really? Yes, but those are sometimes um 1.99. Is that a good oh. price? Mm. You got to watch it at the 99 cent store. I thought everything was 99 cents. Not at 99 cent only stores anymore. It, times have changed. Wow, that's trickery. Sometimes, but not most things are 99 cents. But then sometimes they have like cool home furnishing wares and those are $1.99. I don't even know who to trust anymore. That's all right. Okay. Okay. I'll keep keep going on this. So they also had a Gatorade bucket like they'd have at games filled with sweet juice, something called sweet juice. And what they did was make a really yummy punch with Everclear. Oh. So for anybody who doesn't know what Everclear is, it's a grain alcohol that doesn't have an odor, but it's 100 proof. So anyways, the night, uh, the night of the big party, Marshall Jefferson the sixth and Robert Tipton fought. They had a big fight. I don't know oh. if that was covered by Dateline, but I don't think it was. And Marshall said that Robert was popping Clonopin. Now remember, he had some anti-anxiety medicine in his yeah. blood. Yeah. Um, but he said he was popping clonopins and drinking a lot, which I'm assuming that's like taking Xanax and drinking. It's it's not good, right? You're not no, supposed to do good, that. No, it's not good. But his um, autopsy said he had a low amount of anti-anxiety medicine in his system. Correct. So Marshall was lying. This is not the first lie that Marshall tells. So now the party happened. All that went on. Robert came over to Marshall Jefferson's the next night. And according to Marshall... He still seemed drunk. Mm-hmm. And that was a little weird. Um, what, did and, he say what they fought over? No, he did not. It's not listed in here what they fought over. I was kind of annoyed. I they thought he was fighting. his best friend in the world. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to get to what I think they were fighting over. She has a suspicion that something about a girl. Oh. Yeah, so, okay. Now... Rom came over the next night, I'm assuming, to try to smooth it over. There's nothing about the bottle of wine that they supposedly drunk, but they did split an oxy pill. But it was what I thought. When I heard split oxy pill, I assumed that they had snorted it. They had crushed it and snorted it, which is exactly what they did, as confirmed by this, which is a little bit more serious than just popping an oxy pill if you're snorting a pill and you're on um, anti-anxiety i just it's it's not great so then at 120 any sort of illegal drug use is not good 
Yeah, it's really bad, especially if it's grandma's. That was not confirmed in this article where they got the oxymorphone They didn't from. say it was a dying grandmother's very last pill. No, they didn't, but I'm going to go with that. Um, okay. So when he... Uh, so he came over and apparently at some point when he was over there, he sends this I'm sorry text that they talk about. Uh, the other friend mentioned that he had sent sort of a text that was weird, right? Mm-hmm. That text was sent at 1.26 a.m. Mm. Okay. So now I'm going to go ahead and read really quick this paragraph that talks about the girl because it was a little bit confusing to me why she was so important. Okay. The detective thought that the text was referring to the I'm sorry text was referring to his behavior at the party the night before where he was, I guess, super, super drunk. But there's not a lot of detail about that. But this is what the paragraph says. His text suggests other conflicts as well. He had become close to a sorority woman whom another Delta Sig was dating. Mm. Over spring break, this woman had vacationed with the Tipton family in the Cayman Islands. Of course. Of course, in the Caymans. Tipton hinted to his younger sister, Mary, that he had betrayed a fraternity secret to this sorority friend. Mm. In a text message, he begged Mary not to tell anyone. Mary also, by the way, belongs to the Delta 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 sorority at Vanderbilt. Delta Delta Delta. Is that like Toady Toady Toady? <laughs> Tri-Delts, they call it. It's our Do they sing that stupid anniversary song? Oh, man, I hated that song. Okay. But anyways, so I guess it's more of a big deal that the girl that he tipped, he gave these, it's not as much of a big deal that he revealed some secrets, is that he's vacationing in the Caymans with somebody else's girlfriend. That seems to be the much bigger deal in this, right? Yeah. Well, if if they slept together. Yeah. There's something that, well, I mean, why is she on vacation with them? Is she just a buddy? I don't know. It's weird. Maybe family, friends, maybe. Was the girl one of the girls interviewed? Is who I want to know. No, Red I don't lipstick? think so. No, I don't think so. That I, that would surprise me a lot. All right. Okay. Now is the finding of the body. So what Jefferson originally told the police is that till, that Robert was so drunk that he had talked him into sleeping on the floor of the apartment rather than driving back to his dorm. Jefferson told the police that when he left for class at 9.10 a.m., Tipton was on the floor and snoring. He heard him snoring. When Jefferson returns at 10.15, so like an hour later, he saw white foam at the corners of his mouth. And then he asked a neighbor for help to call 911. So this all happened in the morning. And for some reason in my head, all of this body finding had happened at night. But that is not right. It happened like kind of in the mid-morning. Yeah. So a lot of that isn't true. (laughs) What actually happened is that there was absolutely, first of all, there was no alcohol found in his system at all. I don't know if Dateline covered that. I don't remember that. I know they talked about Oxy, but there was zero alcohol in his system. And there would have been if they had split the bottle of wine and all of that. Correct. And he had said that he was drunk and it's why he slept on his floor. Uh, Yeah. Right, so it's yeah. kind of a problem. He's a liar. He also said that his roommate had been there. Roommate hadn't been there. Roommate had been staying with the girlfriend at all night. Uh. 
roommate had not slept there. Apparently, there were two other people that came to hang out from about 3.30 a.m. till about 4, which also makes me think that Marshall Jefferson has drugs. If two people are coming by at 3.30 in the morning for a half an hour, they're there to get something, right? Right. So they're there to get Oxy Mm -hmm. and then leave, which Mm -hmm. is kind of surprising. Poor Marshall's grandma. Also, the other thing that Jefferson lied about was that he had been popping these anti-anxiety pills for like two days. But again, exactly what you said, there was only a trace amount in his system. Okay. The biggest thing that also was at the end of this article, that's kind of the timeline of what actually happened. Still, there's no firm account of what Deborah thinks really went, like, when did he actually die? Did Mm -hmm. he die at, like, 5 a.m.? I wish we Mm -hmm. had some sort of a coroner's report that gave us any time of death on this, but I don't don't know. A big point that they make at the end of the article was, if this is indeed an overdose, again, why did the police not immediately look into the fact that this fraternity is using drugs at an alarming rate? And try to find out where they're getting these, who's supplying Oxy to college students in the area. And none of that was ever done. No, of course not. They might be on the take. They might have something to do with it. Oh, absolutely. And they'll just say, well, it happened off campus. So even though they were all fraternity brothers, we don't know if it had to do with the fraternity. Yeah. But that's it. That's all of my outside info that I got. It's pretty good, though. It was pretty. It was a pretty interesting article. You guys should go and read it. It's at greensboro.com, and the name of the article is a very long title. It says, Four years later, a mother wants answers about son's death after a High Point University frat party. That can't be the title. Unfortunately, that's, that's, the, that's the title. By John <laughs> Heisinger Bloomberg. Go, John. John, you need to shorten your titles. <laughs> what you got for b-roll bonanza um i don't i didn't get much there's a lot of school stuff and then i did notice that mom deborah had a lot of ceramic rabbits in her house yeah i would like to talk about her house really quick if you don't mind yeah go for it um she had the kind of house that i what i wrote was that this was an estate this is not a house yeah Let's it be probably real. has a name oh it absolutely does um What's the name Horses of it? Horses Maine. What's it called? Horses Maine. Oh, that's good. I, for some reason, I was stuck on The Pinnacle, but that's not a name. That sounds like a boat. Yeah, okay. it sounds like a boat. Um, and I said also the things in her house are they look beautiful and priceless. Like lots of very heavy looking gold frames and what I would refer to as objet. Not objects. They're yes. objects. This is yes. these are my lovely objects. Yeah, she's not browsing at the TJ Maxx tchotchke section. No, these are expensive tchotchkes. Yeah, lots of bunnies, lots of things like that. Well, I was wondering because didn't we decide that uh, rich white men like ducks, so they have a lot of duck figures, and maybe bunnies are a for rich, rich white, white ladies. W- women. Yeah. Interesting. I would go with that. Okay. That's all I had. That's awesome. Yeah. I had um, something that I'm going to refer to as the booze luge. I'm going to text you a picture. Oh, yes. No, I saw that. You saw it. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. What is that? It's like an ice sculpture, right? Was it an ice sculpture? It looked plastic. Usually they make them out of ice. They have some of them at like fancy weddings. But a, also, a booze luge? Also not super fancy because there's a booze luge. 
I don't know what it's called. called. No, I don't know what it's called. This one, it looks it looks like a slide, a slide for your booze. Yes, it's like a slide for your alcohol. But if it's ice, it cools it as it's going down, and it's just fun and tacky. Does it cool it that much to make it? (laughs) No, I don't get it. I've only seen them on like maybe an episode of Four Weddings. I don't totally get what the point is. There are two cups underneath to catch it. Would this be like on a cruise? We didn't see it on our cruise, and our cruise seemed like it should have something like a booze luge. Yeah, they can't. They couldn't afford it. There's that. That was. It's too fancy. What else do you have? Do you have any quotes for this episode? Did we already go over boys that didn't really have to worry about their futures? (laughs) That was the quote. Yeah, that's how they. The nicest way to say rich kids ever. Um, fashion police. Oh yeah. Okay, there's a leopard print party. I don't know what what the theme exactly was. Did I miss that? There was a like frat party where all the girls had leopard print either outfits or ties in their hair that were leopard print. Maybe it was like the Flintstones. I don't know what was happening. Yeah, I did not Stone Age? Stoned Age party and they had like a bunch of joints. That's clever. You should come up with these and sell them to frat parties, these ideas. Okay. It's pretty good. Your puns could take you places. Maybe someday. Mom's hair was yeah. glorious, obviously. You bet. And it has this this bump in the back, like Correct. it's kind of flatter on top, and then it has a bump. Mm-hmm. And I swear, Andrea's hair always has volume, but it was bumped up high, as if to compete with Mom Deborah. I think she might have had a mini bump it in. I don't know. I think Andrea has enough hair that she can do the tease, tease, tease. The bumpets are for people like me who have weak hair. Not a lot. Oh, and going Andrea on. has nothing weak. Nothing no, about Andrea. There's nothing weak. about Andrea's. Yeah, faulty. Well, in any she way. faux bumped it. I think wow. because she goes along with the style. It was a bump off. <laughs> yeah. Bump off two thousand. Bumping mm-hmm. off two thousand twenty. Yeah, and something was, about the daughter's hair reminded me of one of those out. dogs that you would see competing at like Westminster. Yeah. You can't compare the daughter to a Westminster dog. Um, the very pretty, beautiful dogs. You know when not, when when not. owners start to look like their dogs, she would look like one of those luscious haired like retrievers. Do you know? What I'm talking I know about? what you're talking about. You're talking about it's not a lapso opso. It's a um, it's, it's one of the, it's like a you're talking about the collies, like the it's maybe a collie like a collie. Mix. Yeah, yeah. And I could see her walking one down the street, and both of their hair would be flowing like exactly yes. the same. Yes, and the daughter's um, hair was more out to the sides than up high. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. Correct. It was good it was hair. Some, it what? They, they're gorgeous women. Now, there is a photo of the family. Yes. And the brother and sister are posing in matching hunting camo outfits. Correct. But they're posing as if they're going to a hunting themed prom. It's glam. Well, they have something called the Duck Lodge, which I guess is 6,000 acres. Of property, and I'm assuming a lodge where maybe people join as members. So maybe mm. they have parties. I think you've got to be asked to join, and then they do yeah. a DNA profile on you to see what your heritage is. Yeah, you better be a blue blood. I have a couple of fashion police. Can I do mine real quick? Oh, please. So the mom's jewelry. The mom likes her yellow gold. Let's not even pretend. She's wearing big clip-ons. Big, big sort of statement Huge. piece necklaces, Huge bracelets, jewelry. but nice jewelry. That's all like Givenchy, best of, fancy. Yeah, that's 
I know that jewelry. I've seen it. I've seen it around. Um, mm-hmm. And then she has the scarves. And you're right. That's why I was very impressed when you said the Hermes scarf, because you're totally right. I wrote Oscar de la Renta, question mark, because all of her stuff is like perfect, right? Mm-hmm. It's She has a perfectly tailored wardrobe. Yes. And it's just, she was so well put together and not in an obvious way put together, like in a very no. understated. Yes society ladies yes. not showy old money put together yeah she looked like a million dollars yeah so it was fun i would like to see more of deborah i would like a follow-up episode with more Deborah. you just want to see what's in her closet i do i would like to visit the estate i would like to visit pinnacle estate sorry what'd you name it horse main i would like to visit horse main it's not a good title it's not <laughs> horse main manor Okay. I don't think that's it, though. No, it's probably not it. I, d- I don't know. Horses Lair Manor? I don't know. Do they I, have I don't horses? Know. I don't, it doesn't really have to have horses in it. Rabbit Path? Duckville. Rabbit? Bunny Trail. See, that can't be that. No. That's not classy enough. It's going to be just one word, and it's going to be oh, something like well, Terra. Hairs. Hair. Something, because a hair is oh, like a like rabbit. Oh, like a hair. Oh, yeah. I see. So like the fox and hair. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. It could be hair estate. Mm-hmm. Let's do titles. Yeah, I have titles. A hazing shade of winter. Oh my! But I think it probably took place in the spring. That's all right. Risky brosness. Yeah, because it's kind of like it's risky business. I don't know. It is like risky business because of his Ray Bans. Um, frat pack. Oh, there you go. Yes. Um, high lie point university. Is High Lies Hi- something? High Lies like a game. That's right. Okay. There you go. It's not good. All right. It's okay. What about Lie Point University? Yeah, that's better. Better men, better lies. Oh, that's so much. That's so good. I had better men, better murders. Better lies is so good because that's very close to lives. What about Douchebag You? Yeah. That's pretty much what we, were, what we were doing here. Yeah. Yes. That's about right. Okay, go ahead. I had not quite the high point of his life, which is something I was meaning to say during this episode, and I didn't, so I'm just going to say it now. It's not a title. All right. Okay. I had Delta Sigma Die. (gasps) Do you like (laughs) that? I do. I had... It sounds like a horror movie from the 90s. I know. Starring Joshua Jackson. I had Heir of the Dog because of all the heirs to these fortunes and i wrote they were down drinking hair of the dog hey because, oh, because i thought her hair looks like she matched a dog well, we and also because you drink hair of the dog and that's exactly right hey we were on the right we were on the mm-hmm. same path mm-hmm. and then i did i think they've had this title but i think it's better for this one the fortunate son I think it works really yeah. well for this one because you've got a couple of fortunate sons yeah. in this. And I was like, that would be the one for this. Which one was the fortunate son? I think Robert was and Michael was. No, it, which which dateline was that? I don't, didn't we cut, we did the favorite son, but didn't, wasn't there one called the fortunate son? Maybe. Yeah, it sounds right. I mean, it's a song, but what's the tweets? Twitter was not that lit because it was um, a Monday night. Although I did get some outside info. Cuppa KT says that she did do some sleuthing because she knew people had gone to that school. And one of her friends was at the Zeta 
house and they were hosting a national hazing prevention week party um that said at that time uh, or the maybe the following season no way the tagline on the tweet uh or on the facebook page says we think hazing is for losers oh come on that's the best you got Losers is in all caps. You're in college. You can do better than that. You're supposed to be the best and brightest. I mean, good for them for trying to prevent hazing after what happened. But, but that's, that's not, not a catchy hashtag at all. No. And then she also said that uh, the students received a gift from the school the Christmas of 2012, which was a plate. It's like a, a plate that says High Point like one of those fancy plates. Yes, I know, like a decorative put, plate. Yes, all yeah. the students got those as Christmas gifts from the school. We didn't get what crap from this? our school. What is this school? What do they, they have know. hot tubs and free ice cream trucks and free decorative plates? Next for Easter, they give out Fabergé eggs. Yeah. Like they're all hand painted by yes. some child in China. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I am not I am not a high point is a low point for me. This episode made me ticked. I was fully you were ticked. ticked. <laughs> Please join me in wishing a ticked off Kimberly a very happy birthday because her birthday is this month. And oh, we want to wish thanks. her happy birthday for the next three consecutive episodes. I will never get over this. It has tainted my birthday forever. I thought you were going to say, I will never get old. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so I think in the basement of their frat house, they have a system where they take the blood from pledges and put it through some system and they probably can drink it for eternal youth. You just made me realize that this is what they're, they're harvesting there. So get you some of that. Get me some old of that. Lady. Yeah. And they all drink it where they're wearing robes. This is yeah. what their secret ceremony is. This is what Robert told people that he wasn't supposed to. It's the key to eternal youth. Yeah, that could be it. Solved it. These are strong accusations, but probably pretty easily proven by anyone yeah. who is currently going to High Point who can try to get into the basement at uh, Delta Sigma Phi. I will bail you out if you get arrested. Don't bail. Assuming on your bail is lower Don't. than... $100. Please don't get caught. Do some recon for us because I really think that they have discovered the secret to eternal life. But the side effect is that it makes you smarmy. And so, a loser in all caps. You, oh my yes. You, so you live forever, but you're covered in smarm you're, the rest <laughs> you're of your smarmified. life. You're smarmified. You've been smarmified. Yeah. Don't watch alone. Don't watch alone. Watch in your basement with your robes while drinking your special elixir. Watch at the hair estate. Go ask Deborah if you can borrow her TV. She probably has oh, 30. She, she may not she, even own a TV. She doesn't. She reads. No, she does read. She reads leather-bound books she's like in book Ron clubs, Burgundy. I think. Yeah. She's in yeah. like eight several, book clubs. Several yeah. book clubs that, that mm-hmm. are exclusive. No, They're and exclusive she doesn't call a TV a TV. It's a television. It is a television. Watch. If you watch alone... You will come to rue the day that you made that fateful decision. For Deborah Tipton, the 17th, my ghost will haunt you long after I'm gone and my weary bones have left this earth. Have turned to dust. (laughs) Dust, ashes to ashes, (laughs) dust to dust, 
and watching Dateline with another soul is a must. <laughs> Cut. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.